Welcome to a very special edition of the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am Louise Salas, and we are coming to you from the newly opened, very lovely Felix Cocktails at Cuisine in the heart of Charleston, South Carolina. Yes, that's Charleston, the second fastest growing city in the United States. And playing role of barkeep today is a really good friend of mine, and an even more talented bartender, Tyler Rothenberg. Welcome to the show. Hey, Luis. How are you? <laughs> well, um, first, let me say thank you for hosting us at your bar and inviting us into this really beautiful space. Um, and uh, why don't you just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Why the hell are you on the show? Honestly, it's a great question. I'm not exactly sure, but you've invited <laughs> me, so thank you. Um, honestly, I'm on the show just because bartending is a passion of mine. It's what I love. It's what I live for. Um, and I'm very thankful to be here, and I'm super stoked to make a couple drinks for some really great friends of mine, including great. yourself and a couple others. Great, great, um, great. I, I've been in Charleston for about a year and a half from D.C., um, done a few different things, bartending, brand world, and now I'm back to uh, kind of my comfort zone. Awesome, awesome. Um, so I have to say that um, I am very lucky because you have been showing us around and introducing us to the scene here in Charleston, which is amazing and it's growing really, really quickly. Um, and that kind of brings us to, to today's designated drinkers. Um, yes, I did not slur and I'm not saying double. I did say drinkers, um, which is a little different format for us. Um, so. Uh, why don't you tell us who you brought to the show? Yeah, absolutely. So I have two very good friends of mine, um, also two of my co-workers. So we have the one and only Mr. Davey Jones. Hey, everybody. Davey Jones here. And then we have and the- Yes, his name really is Davey Jones. <laughs> <laughs> the wonderful, amazing, and very talented Elizabeth Schultenover. Good job. <laughs> nice job. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. Hey. So I'm good. <laughs> well, uncomfortable. Maybe she needs another shot. Uh, <laughs> barkeep. I can make that barkeep. <laughs> so Elizabeth, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I've been in Charleston for three months. Wow, long time. Yeah. Like, you go way back. Yeah. No, I'm a native here. Um, <laughs> I'm at work a lot, so I haven't gotten to actually see a lot of the town. Um, so I'm still kind of learning it myself. Uh -huh. um, I am the executive chef here at Felix. Nice. Yes. Great. Awesome. Yeah. And I've been in the kitchen. Yeah. How long <laughs> have you been in the kitchen? Uh, for eight years. Wow. And, and Davey? Yes. Beyond having a very <laughs> unique name, and you are not a pirate from what I understand. I'm oh, not that's, sure. That's debatable. That's, that's debatable. Now, is that your birth name? Everyone always asks. Is that yes, your Yes, it's my birth name, name, everybody. Yes. My mom is that rat. <laughs> how I was born, how I came into this world. So yes, everyone, you are welcome. It is my real name. I do have a locker, it is at the bottom of the ocean, <laughs> or I was named after a monkey, one of the two. Um, Your mother has obviously a sense of humor. No, she's rad, she's super rad. Awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm the beverage director here at Felix, uh, Cocktails at Cuisine. Um, yeah, Tyler and Elizabeth and I kinda, you know, live here pretty yeah. much. There's yeah. cots in the back. Uh, upgrading to a hammock soon. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Well, your island life, bringing it back, right? <laughs> Bring a little bit with you. I've been uh, so I've been out in Charleston now for just about two years. Um, it's weird that Tyler says he's been here for a year and a half. It's been two, bro. It's been two. I can't keep track of. Uh, we moved here on the exact same day. It's just a good thing you're pretty. We moved here on the exact same day, which is pretty crazy. Oh, uh, we didn't know each other. He moved from DC. I moved here from Philly. It was the, literally the same day. Uh, we met at a cocktail competition, and then just our uh, 
our hetero life mate blossom from there. You know? <laughs> A little bromance. A little it's bit. So cute. A little bit of a bromance there. <laughs> kind of love them. <laughs> Two bearded lovers, bro. Love. I'm getting affair. jealous now. I feel like I was in the fold and now I'm out of the fold. Oh, well, you're back no. in. You're back <laughs> in. We love you way too much. <laughs> you folded in like a properly done pastry. <laughs> we chef. We. <laughs> so, um, tell us a little bit about your background, if you what? I mean, I know you got you came here from Philly, but give us a little bit of your background. Um, well, I started. Uh, I cut my teeth as a bartender in Houston, Texas. Um, decided I needed to spread my wings and fly. Uh, learned to learn more about this career. Uh, so I left Houston and moved to Nashville, Tennessee, uh, where I was lucky enough to get a really, really cool mentor. Her name's Jackie Zykan. Uh, she uh, taught me a lot and helped me uh, become a head bartender at this place called Union Common, which is still kicking ass today in Nashville. Oh. Uh, really, really great bar um, and fine dining restaurant. Uh, from there, I was lucky enough to um, move to Philly with my fiance and uh I got a job at the Franklin Mortgage out there and uh, had another kick-ass mentor by the name of Sarah Justice um, and learned a lot under her as well. And um, that really helped round out my career a lot and really focused me on exactly what I was trying to do. Uh, and then I moved here um, just to, I don't know, kind of lay some roots down, figure out what I'm going on, just blossom a little bit more. It's, uh, when you're in those bigger cities, um, it's kind of hard to... Uh, compete with all those giant cocktail bars that are everywhere, especially being sure. in Philly, you're an hour away from New York and there's just, yeah. you know, and there's amazing talented bartenders out everywhere up there. And uh, I'm not saying there's not talented bartenders. There's tons of amazing talent here too. I just wanted to move to maybe a smaller market just where I could uh, just grow a little bit more. Well, like you said, it's blooming and I, I mean, it's the city is just growing rapidly. It's growing like it's, crazy. I mean, yeah. people from all over the country are moving here every day. I mean, just like when I, when I left Nashville, I left Nashville because 275 people a day were moving there and Good Charleston's noise. like getting up to that point too so I'm getting a little nervous I know our city's great stop coming here <laughs> <laughs> well I hope I, I'm not I'm not helping your cause with this I hope not <laughs> hey, we no, got you're the exception Louise <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard when you get voted the greatest city in the world two years in a row so you know everyone loves us I mean, it, it, I did a little research, and, you know, I got to get smart, and I'm trying. Um, that, uh, so here's what I've read, some, some statistics from 2016. It's growing at three times what the U.S. population is on an average, and it's the 74th largest U.S. metro by population. So I guess that's because they're talking about the three counties, so it becomes a metro space. County, yep. Yeah, and then, uh, and it's uh, adding, it's growing labor force is four times the U.S. average. Jesus. That's crazy. It's probably all food and bev, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, interesting thing about Charleston is it's definitely a melting pot. You know, I look at it and y'all kind of chime in, but I think there's four kind of distinct categories of Charleston. People forget it's a college town. Yeah. So there's multiple universities. Um, it's also a huge tourist destination, one of the top in the world. So we're getting tourists at all times of the year. Then you have a massive food and beverage population, um, which kind of contributes to that tourism part. Absolutely. And then you have what we call it old money and yeah. just folks that have been here for a very long time. So it's really fascinating seeing how different people in different phases of their life are able to kind of communally live in one city at the same time. Yeah, I'm sure it comes with some you know, hurdles and griping and bitching about us tourists taking up too much room on your sidewalks. Yeah, you're, you're paying our 
Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Please keep coming. Please keep coming to our restaurants during the beautiful seasons here and spending your money. Absolutely. I mean, it's just that it's growing pains, right? It's it's the catch-22. You love it for what it is, but as it grows, some of that changes and changes mm-hmm. hard for people. But, yeah, it's such a beautiful place, so you can't really blame people for wanting to come here. No, it's all about progression, and it's also all about um, trying to figure out how each kind of walk of life can come together as yeah. one. I mean, when it comes to the restaurant business specifically, you have to capture each market to be successful. Oh, I'm sure. You can't yeah. just get the tourists. You can't just get the college kids. You can't just get the old money. You yeah. can't just get F&B. You have to figure out how to get everyone. Um, it's really interesting here. One thing I've noticed is when we open, we kind of have one crowd. And then as a couple hours go by, you get a different crowd. And a couple hours go by, you get a new crowd. And and then you the have night. somebody like me who just sits on the bar stool throughout the entire thing. <laughs> well, you know, our favorite crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, especially when you start grabbing things and spraying. I have to tell a really quick story. Yesterday, Luis was sitting at the bar enjoying some <laughs> drinks, and we had a nice little spritzer bottle. So she's like, "What is this?" Well, it was it was Ardbeg Ten, and I'm pretty sure you still smell like uh, pee and smoke on the hands. So. Oh, curiosity kills the cat. I just tell people it's LSD, and they leave it alone. <laughs> well, part of the problem is I didn't ask either. <laughs> I told her next time I'm gonna put like a ghost pepper tincture in there. Like, I just spray it in your eyes; you'll be fine. So, chef, tell us a little more about how you where what where was your journey, and what what not only. What's your, what's your journey, but where do, what do you see happening here at Felix? What do you see coming? But love to hear where you come from, all that experience you bring to it. Uh, I was born on a farm in Kentucky. Wow, we went way back. <laughs> we went all the way back. <laughs> that's why I feel like it's, this is the fanciest place ever. The space is so beautiful. It I is feel beautiful. blessed to be here and to be running it. And I have to kind of like look back and think like, no, I was running around barefoot on my grandma's farm for <laughs> most of my life. Like... Um, so I made my way down to Asheville where I had, um, also some amazing mentors, kind of the opposite route of JV. I moved to small towns and I was nurtured and cuddled and, um, in my little hippie commune and people just kind of (laughs) took care of me and raised me up. Um, but Jacob Sessoms and Nate Allen, um, and the Spruce Pine in Asheville really just gave me confidence and taught me to be a steward of the earth and appreciate all that we have. And, um, in between that time, I thought that it would be a really good idea to go to college and become a marketing director, which was boring. And <laughs> wow, ouch, step on my toes a little Sorry. bit. <laughs> I, couldn't sit, I couldn't sit in an office. I need to be like running around and sweating. And, and yeah, um, I wasn't a bean counter. I was creative. Yeah. So. <laughs> was no creative there. I was. Uh, but I, I was hanging out in Nashville and uh, kind of thought that I had gotten enough of it and all I could out of it and needed an adventure. And so I made my way down to St. Thomas in the Virgin Islands. Wow, nice. Yep. And um, island life does not suck. Island life does not suck. It's amazing. Until a hurricane, Until a hurricane comes, then it sucks a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then you find your way to Charleston. And so that's what really drove you here. No, literally I mean, drove literally. me off yeah, the island. Yeah. yeah. Blew you right off and landed in Charleston. I was sitting at my mom's house. Oh, I was on my mom's couch, homeless, without a job, without a house, and was like, all right, I have a fresh start. I can do anything I want. Started sending my resume all over the world. And um, and hooked up with Felix somehow magically. Like it's it's. I always think that it's really amazing how um, 
the universe sets that path out for you. I mean, like you can try to make plans, but it's gonna yeah. like good luck. Yeah, Mother Nature's gonna just put that hurricane. If, if two you don't hear fives in two weeks, yeah, it's time to go. It was all for you. It was a I sign. Did. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you guys think about what's gonna? How do you see Felix moving forward? What I mean, you've only been open how long? Just a couple of months, right? Two, yeah, two months. just two months now. Two, yeah. So, um, tell me what what's the vision for it? It's evolving. Every day, I would say. Mm-hmm. Every day, we kind of look at each other. We go, all right, so what, what are we? <laughs> like, what are we <laughs> Who are we today? We don't, we don't really know. We've, we have this argument every day of yep. how do we define this spot? Uh, are we a cocktail bar? Are we a restaurant? Uh, are we a meeting place? Like, it just, there's so many different, that's just a different dichotomy on, on everything that comes here. We have trouble defining ourselves, let alone anybody else trying to define us. And we're the people that are here every day. Which is kind of also the beauty of it. Um, you know, I've worked in a lot of amazing restaurants like all of us. But one thing that I love about this place is we have full creative rights. Great. We don't have anyone holding our hands or tying us behind the back. We get to kind of do what we feel is right and continue to progress and evolve. And what in we saying are. that, there is a Felix. Yeah. Felix yeah. is a human. Yeah, he's a real person. <laughs> he's a real person. He's here every day. Yep. Like, this is his baby. This is his everything. Mm-hmm. He just trusts us that's great yeah. i mean Which that's that's great for i mean leader that's strong leadership that can well, see strong people yeah. yeah yeah they're far and few between far and few between far? yeah, yeah. uh-huh so it's you're lucky to have it absolutely well and that's part of kind of finding the right people and that's one of the interesting things about charleston is there's so many folks moving here from different walks of life and it's all about balance and finding people you know like davy that's lived in Philly and Houston and Nashville and chef that's been on her escapades and the rest of the staff to come together and each kind of present who they are and put a little piece of themselves into the restaurant and the concept. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, what we had talked about earlier is kind of like a microcosm of what's happening here in Charleston because you do have such an influx of people from all around the world bringing their experiences into the city, which can't help but change and form um, what's next. We have a a guy on staff who travels the world he's been traveling for he has 11 years left it's been going for what eight Eight. every year he moves to a new city he changes his name yep he yeah and he he creates a new job a new life and then moves on he's off to guam next um do Samoa. Do you know if Samoa? Oh, oh, well, one of those. Is, it, is, that, is that the same? I don't know. No, it is not the same. Yeah, it is not the same. Guys, I make drinks. I don't study. <laughs> like, uh, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, shout out to Ronaldo, his birth name. Well, that, oh, that's Nixon Todd. He's Nixon, Nixon right now. So are you sure? Have you checked his, like, record? Like, he his police in, record? He was or in he, like, Nashville the, FBI? the same time I was in I mean, like, <laughs> is he CIA? So is he running from the CIA? The whole thing is that at the end of this, He's going to throw a giant party with all the people that he's met throughout his travels and, and retire, I think, in Portland. Portland That's Maine. his, like, goal. Yeah. <laughs> Portland, Maine is where he wants to retire. But he, he thought Charleston would be a good stopping point on his worldly travels. So. That's, what's he it's do amazing. here at the restaurant? He's a server here. That is crazy. Yeah. That's amazing. It's inspiring. I wonder if he's going to make it. I mean, like, what oh, if he we'll yeah. we'll we'll meets somebody we'll and they... It. No, the, his whole rule is no attachments. Like, he doesn't yep. meet anybody he's going to fall in love with. Yep. Like... No relationships, yeah. no... Is this for him? Is That's that great. Him? Yeah. I mean, it's great. I just kind of, wow. He documented it. He set out on a vision eight years ago. And, you know, it was very thoughtful. He saved the years See, worth of money, you know, and now he's always ahead. So now this, is, here's what I, what's hurting my souls. I'm like, that would be a great podcast. 
Yeah. All right, like, guys. So our podcast portion is over. Let's just talk about Nixon. The so rest where's of the time. Nixon? Stop. I think I need Nixon now. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to this beautiful dish that you're presenting us. Um, just for you listeners, unfortunately, you can't see this lovely, lovely dish that Chef brought. Um, and so, um, please tell us what you have. Uh, so in coming into Felix, um, testing menu items, I talked to Felix about some sort of a vegetarian option or a pasta option, and he wanted the Parisian gnocchi. So I made it for him, and I failed miserably. Like, I, it sucked. <laughs> I knew it sucked. He knew it sucked. And so I worked on it, worked on it, and I couldn't connect with the dish. So I called my grandma, as I often do, and, and told her my frustration. And she reminded me that I did know how to make this. It's chicken and dumplings. Like, that's what it is. So on the menu, it does read uh, gnocchi a la gramonier, which is your grandmother's gnocchi. Yeah. Um, this one is sort of a spring addition with uh, smoked uh, almond pesto and artichokes, fennel, peas, just a little, just a little garden just inside a little of garden. a bowl. Beautiful. Do you mind if we taste? Please, please eat manja manja. Manja manja. And what was grandma's name that you told me? Mimi. Mimi. That's great. Is it? I'm always fascinated with what people call their grandparents. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to call her mama and I couldn't say it. So I was the oldest, so I got to pick her name, and it was that's what I could say. That's awesome. <laughs> What's also awesome is this, this dish. This is fucking food. Jesus <laughs> Christ. So good. I like Get in there. Oh. Don't bell, you make a mess bell. on my bar, Tyler. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it made it. <laughs> Success. The I've dish. done this before. <laughs> so you know what time it is now? Now it's time for you to match that. What would somebody serve, or what would they pair, this lovely dish with. What do you have? Well, I'm taking a moment because it's like super tasty. It's really thought provoking, but so chef and I sat down and we kind of discussed the dish and talked about her grandmother. And I wanted to make a cocktail that would match not only the flavor profiles, but kind of the story of Mimi. Um, So it came up with the drink that we're going to call Mimi's Garden Party. Wonderful. Um, So we'll go ahead and start making the drink. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What do you got? So I'm gonna say she set a high bar now. Okay, so Mimi's garden party. We're gonna start with two dashes of a lavender bitter, and then we're gonna use a really nice kind of aloe liqueur. Um, And this aloe liqueur has hints of cucumber, some eau de vie, lemon, muskmelon, spearmint, all kinds of really fresh flavors Mm. that remind me of a garden. Um, So we're just gonna put half of an ounce of that. Aloe liqueur, that's kind of unusual, yeah? It certainly is. Aloe liqueur, it's good. Aloe's good for sunburns. Aloe liqueur's yeah, good well, for sunburns inside your body. Funny thing about aloe liqueur is in sunburns, you can't see, but I'm a pale redhead that yes, grew up are. in Florida. Um, so aloe kind of reminds me of my childhood as well. But uh, this is... You still always kind of smell like aloe. It's weird. I do. <laughs> I, I can't get that scent away. It's, um, you know, the lack of soul doesn't help either. No. So after we do the half an or ounce howling. of the aloe liqueur, then we're going to use one ounce of coquia americana. Okay. So just note that this does go into a mixing glass. It is a stirred drink. Oh, great. So no shaking. No shaking on this one. And if you don't catch all the steps to make this drink, don't worry. Just head to designateddrinker.show. That's designateddrinker.show for the recipe for this cocktail, as well as all the recipes for all the drinks that we've featured on the show. So going with kind of those nice 
earthy flavors um, of the aloe liqueur. We're gonna stick with a nice kind of fresh gin, which is Hendrix. So on this one, you're gonna get a lot of cucumber. That's kind of the focus of that. Also some great orange, some rose, really nice natural flavors. And we're gonna do an ounce and a half of Hendrix. Okay. One thing I personally like to do is chill the glass. So we're serving it in a coupe. So I just put some crushed ice in there. That way by the time the drink gets to the glass, it's nice and chilled. Why, why a coupe glass? I'm sure you would answer that. When does one choose a coupe glass over something else? Um, honestly, I think when you're building a cocktail, when you're, it comes down to personal preference. Uh, are you serving this drink up? Uh, are you serving it on the rocks? What kind of garnish is going with this drink? Uh, I personally, when I serve drinks up, prefer a coupe glass. Um, it puts everything like right in front of you. It's just right there. Um, nice wide opening on the glass. You get to smell all the aromatics of the cocktail. Um, and plus, you know, it's just a sexy glass. Oh, it is a beautiful glass. It's so damn pretty. It is. I am so tired of when I serve drinks in a sexy glass to some guy out here, and he's like, can I get a more masculine glass, please? <laughs> it's like, dude, that is literally the most masculine masculine glass you can have. It was designed after Marie Antoinette's breast. Like, you <laughs> well, are holding really... a boob in your hand. That's masculine, man. Like, I've, uh... Explain that to guests a few times, and of course, very professional terms. Yes. And um, it's it's fascinating. Well, one thing I believe You just don't in, say it's like a boob? <laughs> I, I do. I don't care. I, I, don't. I use the word buzzum because it's classic. Well, I mean, um, another thing that comes down is a glass is an inanimate object. It doesn't have gender. Yeah. Like, there's wow. no... There's, this glass is not male or female. It's just a glass. Well, one thing I couldn't believe in more when it comes to kind of mixing drinks is drink what you like and drink it how you like it, right? It's really that simple. Um, one thing I know we're trying to create here is, yeah, we have an amazing cocktail program, an incredible bar staff, but if you want a vodka soda or a glass of champagne or a yeah. beer, whatever you may, then that's awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah, let's get you that. Drink, drink what you uh, like. Drink yeah. what you like. We're Life's make, too damn short. Well, we're here to make you happy. That's just yeah. the, what, it, what it boils down to. Is It's called the hospitality industry for a reason. Absolutely. So now we've built the drink, so the drink is in the coupe glass. Yes. Um, so I'm going to go ahead as a garnish. We're going to do an orange expression. So we'll just take a fresh orange, get the peel off of that. And then uh, we're going to go ahead and express over glass. Shout out to Mr. DeGroff and his uh, quarter of yes. a uh, expression. <laughs> However, the way I, I personally like to do it, and this is just my preference, is I like to just squeeze one dash from the middle right over the glass. Oh, nice. And that kind of gets the oils and then just rub once all the way around the glass. And I also am kind of a Nazi on this, but I like to edge my garnishes. Now you certainly don't have to do this at home, um, but I like to ensure that when it's presented to the guests, it looks nice and clean. So we'll just take the knife on all sides of the orange peel and just cut off kind of that rough bumpy part. Nice little twist, throw that in the glass. Makes for a beautiful presentation. And voila. Well, what do you think? And for you, madam. Let's see. Thank How you, chef. beautiful is that? Oh, that's this delicious. This makes me, like, it makes me so happy. Like, my body moves it so happy. <laughs> you know, it's... For those at home, she's actually vibrating incredibly fast right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's just so much going on to it. You know, it's, it's fun because I actually, I made this drink for the first time a few weeks ago. I've never used aloe liqueur. I saw it sitting on the back bar and I wanted to kind of experience it. And this is what I came up with. And Chef was my first guinea pig. <laughs> Chef was too tired to make a decision of what she wanted to drink that day. <laughs> well, then it was a win-win-win then. Yes. You didn't have to make a decision and you were happy in the end. Oh, I, I, this, the, the name totally fits this drink. It's botanical as hell. It's just everything is crushing me in the face right now. And I love every bit of it. Mimi has never eaten at one of my restaurants. Oh, that's unfortunate. She thinks that it's too fancy. So the too fact that she fancy. has had two things on our menu, maybe maybe we should try it. Mimi, I know you're Mommy. listening. <laughs> yes. I we think... expect you in Charleston ASAP, <laughs> ma'am. This drink is lovely, though. It's like, like you said, it has a lot of floral notes um, and the citrus, just like you said, just smacks you right in the face. Yeah, but it's, it's beautiful. It browns oh, your too. mouth. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the feeling of the mouth in the yeah, mouth. Yeah, the mouth super, feel is great. Super beautiful, Tyler. It's a great drink. It's very balanced. It's very round. It just it, it hits all the aspects I, I like in a cocktail. And you can Thank drink you so it much. any time of the year. Appreciate that. Um, and it fits when I think gnocchi, especially something bright like the dish that chefs created for us. I think a gin martini. That's kind of where my head goes for a cocktail. Um, and then you know this just the aloe liqueur kind of helps balance and complement all the ingredients in the dish. So that's what we call teamwork. Good job. Good job. So. Oh, oh, me? Oh yeah, Tyler, you gotta make my cocktail now. <laughs> He's over here just what, what, munching what, what down. Yeah, I'm sorry, there's beautiful food and a beautiful drink in front of me. What am I not gonna do? I'm just, nah, I'm just gonna ignore this. <laughs> um, so what I'm bringing to y'all, uh, my name is Davy Jones, right? We've already established that. That is my real name. I was named after a monkey. <laughs> I can't. It's all I got, Chef. Don't take it away from me. Um, so you have a big demand. I have a big on demand Tyler from him. Yeah, is to, to, to story of my life, by the way. <laughs> so I, I love rum, uh, as dictated by my name, um, and. Uh, <laughs> so it, you know, I, it does. Now that all makes sense. Why all, you, the, makes the bird sense. and the eye patch. Yeah. Now, I get it. Yeah. I get it now. The peg leg. The peg leg. <laughs> That's why I'm not walking around out here. You just keep hearing that click from the peg leg. It's really, really distracting on a podcast. Um, so anyway, back to rum. Um, it has, I don't know, rum has a life of its own. It's, it's the spirit that built America. It's super amazing. It's very complex in its own rights. Um, I mean, there's rum made from molasses, there's rum made directly from sugarcane. I mean, there's just so much awesome stuff that, that happens with rum. Um, so I was playing with um, uh, a, a rum split for a daiquiri. And yes, daiquiri, hands down, is my favorite cocktail. Uh, it is three ingredients that is perfectly balanced every time. And you can drink it all year round. I don't care if it's two degrees outside, a daiquiri will remind you of island life. And if it's 90,000 degrees outside, it will cool you down. It Absolutely. is the best drink ever. Um, it also warms your soul when it's cold. <laughs> that's, well, that's just the alcohol. One. Yeah, if you yeah, have if one, you have one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess you have a, an even bigger challenge to make. Finding a soul or making a daiquiri? <laughs> Both. <laughs> yes, I have yes, a better yes. chance of making a daiquiri right now. So. All right, what so, do you got? The rum split that I was playing with that I absolutely fell in love with um, is uh, Plantation Original Dark. Um, an ounce and a half of that. 
uh, Ray and nephew, uh, Jamaican uh, overproof rum, just because, oh, it's overproof, it's time to party. Uh, so there's an ounce of that in the build. And then uh, one of my absolute favorite rums ever that's just balanced and beautiful uh, is Don Q Cristal. Um, and my sh uh, just a big shout out to Don Q Distillery and everybody in Puerto Rico. If you have yes, not donated, absolutely. donate now. They still need a lot of amazing help and they are beautiful, beautiful people. Uh, there's a half an ounce of Don Q Cristal in this uh, build as well. And then I just do a normal sour split, uh, three quarter ounce lime, uh, three quarter ounce simple syrup. Uh, beat the hell out of this drink. Shake it till it doesn't feel feelings anymore. It's really, <laughs> it's really crying. nice and cold. And then serve that up, and yes, in a coop. In a coop as well. In a coop. Pinky um, up. And I. And be a man. Oh yeah, absolutely. Be a be man, man with your coop. With your daiquiri. One of my favorite things to watch out of the kitchen is every one of the service wells shakes. Hmm. It has their own individual shake, and I can. I've, that's where I can hear. Like, you know who's shaking? Who's shaking? No. Yeah. Do you put a little hip action to it? Oh, Davey? I put a whole body action into it. <laughs> it's, a and, it's, it's pretty aggressive. It's the only, re it's the only workout I get, so the only reason I'm in shape. Well, you know, one, one interesting thing I found is a lot of us that do this for a living are prior musicians of sorts. Yes. Um, I know Davey is a drummer. I slapped at the bass a little bit. And uh, you have to have rhythm. You have to have rhythm. I mean, it keeps you going. You watch a lot of us as well when we shave. Pay attention not to our hands, pay attention to our feet. Because I bet you a million dollars that we're tapping the toe. Um, it's one kind of interesting thing I've learned just not only bartending myself, but watching others do it. Cool. So, um, just to recap, tell us what you're doing, how you're building this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, first things first, I like to always start with sugars juices, or anything that, you know, if you make a mistake in the drink, you could toss without touching the spirit. So I do three quarters of an ounce of lime juice. I then do three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup. That's a one-to-one sugar-water ratio. Then after we do that, we're gonna do half an ounce of Ray and Nephew Overproof Rum. And then we're going to do half of an ounce of Don Q Cristal, so just a nice white Puerto Rican rum. And then last but certainly not least, we're gonna finish that with an ounce and a half of Plantation Original Dark. So it's a five-year rum. Wow. It's beautiful. Yeah, Plantation uh, makes a really nice product. They have a great line, um, but it really just kind of, all these different blends of rums offer something unique and come together at the end of the drink, kind of perfect harmony. This is interesting, you know, being a novice, not in, you know, like the fact that you're, you do three rums because it changes the complexity, obviously, because it each brings something different to the glass. Absolutely. They all, right. all, they all bring their own kind of unique flavor to it and then blend together. It's just awesome. It's Great. Awesome. Let's time to shake. Shake it, baby. Shake it. So this is what you listen to all day long. All day long. And you can identify who's shaking. Yep. yep. You know you should use wine. It's shaking, baby. <laughs> now I will. Yeah, you see? And then you'll think of me and you'll be like, oh, that's dork. <laughs> we like good dad jokes around here. Dad jokes? Dad What's your best yeah. dad joke? You can't say that without a good dad joke. All right, you ready? Let's go. What do we All have? Right. The show is infamous for bad jokes, so All it's right. great. So a guy walks into the doctor and he says, I'm a teepee, I'm a wigwam, I'm a teepee, I'm a wigwam, I'm a teepee, I'm a wigwam. What's wrong with me? And the doctor says, you're too tense. Oh! <laughs>
<laughs> On that uh, note, get this girl a drink. Uh, <laughs> oh, that hurt my soul. <laughs> you Tyler, said, you would know how that feels if you had a soul. Oh. I thought you said what she was funny, baby. I, I thought I said, you promised. I said she was funny. I lied. I lied. Can I just say that South Park ruined my life? You can. You yeah. can, huh? Cool. Hey, uh, I think South Park made everyone's lives better, in case y'all are listening. <laughs> so, um, coop glasses and... Yeah, so we're going to preach our coop glasses. Um, so I just like to go ahead and put some crushed ice in there. Um, so that way it's chill. nice and chilled by the time we get to it. It looks like you're double straining this drink. Absolutely. You get all those ice chips out so the drink is nice and velvety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know we have a thing about ice chips. So, and then, uh... And garnishes you know. with fingerprints. Yes. <laughs> and then to finish the drink, just a live well. Oh, beautiful. And again, don't worry if you've missed any of Tyler's recipe. You can always go to designateddrinker.show for all the tips and how-to on how to make these delicious drinks. I like how the lime just kind of, like, rests at the bottom. Take a little nap now. Here we go. Well, we got the lime really drunk, so. Here we go, it's beautiful. So Davey, what do you think? Let's find out. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that's that rum split that I like so dang much. If it's dripping from his beard, you know that he likes it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the food, drink, yeah. Just, that's all the stuff I just saved for later, guys. <laughs> That's, you know, that's very, um, that's um, practical of you. It's practical, you know what I mean? Very it's, practical. Uh, I, I got to store it in here. I have nowhere else to store it. That and the small birds. Yeah, little birds, yeah. Little cheep, cheep. Right and there. Chef? I'm back on the island. You are? Come back to me. Right Come back to me. <laughs> it is really beautiful. Um, so it's a shame because a lot of folks nowadays, they kind of think daiquiri. And they yeah. think frozen. They instantly go to frozen drink yeah. or something that's yes. like overly sugary or way too sweet. And, um, thanks to the 90s or the 80s? Yeah, it was, uh, thanks 90s bartending, where <laughs> everything came out of a gun or was prepackaged. Uh, or, or, or thanks Wet Willies, where everything's a daiquiri <laughs> when, no, it's not. I had a good uh, time at Wet Willies 10 years ago. Uh, <laughs> I have to pass that on the street after Wet Willies. <laughs> See, these are, no, that's not a good thing. <laughs> no. Yeah, this drink is almost, it's, um, it's very complex, but it's, it, so it almost makes it really difficult for me to describe other than it's really refreshing. Feels like you said it it instantly takes you back to like a beautiful breezy day, the trade winds, hammock. But um caramel and pineapples and Yeah, but it's not overwhelming. It's very light and refreshing. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers. Cheers. All right. So with that, I hate to do it, but I have to. It's last call. Yeah. yeah, I know. And uh, I try to do this with a little southern flair, so I'm going to, please forgive me, but I have to do it. And uh, so, y'all, <laughs> don't have to go home, but you just have to get the hell out of here. <laughs> Oh my it, god. I know it's bad. We really Yule. gotta we gotta work on that southern accent. <laughs> what was that? It was like a Yule. 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 Yule tide Carol. Yule tide, yeah. Yule tide get out of here. Yeah. 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 Have you not learned anything, Louise? Hey. 
Uh, I Y'all should get have the learned. Hell out of here. <laughs> exactly. You should know not to try. <laughs> you got someone from Kentucky and someone from yeah. Texas, like right here, like. Oh. As my grandma would say, it's a nice knot for a nice fat, y'all. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Mimi's terrifying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>